Oh my god. <laughs> we are here, Red Triangle Sports, doing a fantasy football draft tonight. 12 teams, standard league scoring, 6 passing yards per touchdown. Um, joined by Eddie Mitchum. Eddie, pick your jaw up. Tell us what just happened. Oh man, the look we both gave each other during the intro. We're just underway here. We're sitting in the third pick, and uh, we get Ezekiel Elliott off the board at number two, and then followed by Gurley at three. This is insane. So Brown goes one, Elliott goes two, Gurley goes three. We're going to live draft tonight. Um, This is the CBS League, like I said, standard. Um, We're going to talk you through our selections. Beckham just went at four. Um, Shane Stein is going to be joining us here in a little bit. Uh, we get studio. Julio Jones at five. It's got to be Jones here. Um, you know, we've been harping on these top three receivers, and if any of them fall to you at four or five, you got to jump on them. And this is the first draft out of three now that we've done, and we've been able to jump on um, one of these top three receivers. So Julio Jones um, is going to be the pick for us here at I five. I can't pick him. Um. <clears throat> Click on his name. Okay. This is going to be hard. This is our first time using CBS for football. So. Alright, so Brown, Ezekiel Elliott at two. Crazy. Um, Gurley at three, Beckham at four, Julio Jones at five, and Devontae Freeman just went six. Do, do, we, do we not know the rules? What's the scoring? I felt like we were going to give listeners a good look into what what to expect here, but this is so from off the grid. We've already done, we did two MFL 10 drafts together, and I did a third one here. I'm working through on my own, just to kind of do my own thing for for a change. And I haven't seen anything like this yet. Uh, This is... David Johnson at seven. A little more what I would expect here. I actually thought we'd get Johnson at five, so... A lot I'm of puzzled by the start here, Matt. Yeah, this is this is good. This is interesting. <clears throat> so, um, obviously, going receiver one for us. Just kind of start thinking about guys that we're hoping follow us now in round two. For me, ideally, I think um, if we could get Jordy Nelson in round two, that would be awesome. Even though. I'm not a huge proponent of going receiver receiver. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I don't I don't love the zero RB strategy. I think we both come from the same school of thought that if there's a, a top guy there that's a workhorse, you got to get one because there's only so many. Um, I mean, at this point, I feel like I can't even predict what's going to come back to us because I'm I'm puzzled by the start here. But yeah, we'll see. Well, something that uh, we haven't talked about yet. If uh, Le'Veon Bell's there for us, round two, do we jump on it? It's a tough, tough uh, question with where we're sitting now, drafting now. It's a good reason to wait to do your drafts. Um, it's tough. I, I, we talked about this earlier in the week. You feel like if you get Bell at this point, drafting today, uh, up until the suspension's figured out, you feel like you got to get D'Angelo, and we both feel like we're going to have to spend up a round or two to get D'Angelo and make sure you get him. Um, so it's a tough decision. It depends what else is there, I think. We'll right. see. 
So David Johnson went at seven, as I mentioned. Gronk follows at eight. Adrian Peterson at nine. Lamar Miller at ten. Um, I think we're seeing here some effects of standard league scoring. Um, you know, this isn't PPR, so some of these receivers seem to be falling. Where I just don't understand that because the big thing in standard scoring is touchdowns. And there's some touchdown makers on the board right now. A.J. Green and Des Bryant, to be completely specific about who I'm talking about. Um, I feel like those guys should be first-round picks, and neither of them are going to be because Hopkins, well, one of them at least won't be because Hopkins just won at pick 11. So here we are at the first elbow, uh, picks 12 and 13, and we'll see. This looks like a receiver-receiver pick here unless he wants to go with Jamal Charles. Yeah, I think he's got a he's got to go receiver receiver. I think at the turn you have to, especially with what's fallen to him here. Well, where do you stand on Charles? Because I I like I'm not a huge Charles fan coming off the knee injury. I like Jamal Charles as a player. I think if you get him at twelve or thirteen, I think he'd be pretty happy. Yeah, I think so. I think his carries his touches are going to be a little more limited this year. They're going to want to try and save him. They know they have a good stable of running backs. They proved it last year. They were still able to get things done. So I think the fact that his work rate is going to be down is a little bit scary for me. Um, I think at 12, I'd like him because I think he still falls into that good tier of running backs. He's kind of the bottom end of that first tier, I think. Um, Maybe I should be more specific. 12 in a PPR league, I'd be about Charles. Maybe not so much in a standard because, like, I like I think you're right in the fact that the usage is going to be down a little bit. So, yeah, that's but, what blows my mind the most about the Ezekiel Elliott pick is it's not it's standard. <clears throat> yeah, the huge uptick in Elliott is the PPR format and, and getting all the work in the passing game. You hope. I think he's going to score. I think he's going to score some touchdowns though. I think that that's right. one thing they've lacked is a red zone running back. So Des Bryant goes at twelve then the first round. A.J. Green at 13, and Aaron Rodgers, second pick of round two, pick 14. Um, Rodgers is a guy that he's, I think, number one now on both of our quarter. He's not necessarily number one in our quarterback boards, but we both decided that I think we'd take him over Newton um, in most drafts, so maybe we should have Rodgers ahead of Newton. Um, He's a guy that we were hoping to get in, like, round three or four, but the six points per passing touchdown makes sense that Rodgers goes here. Very true. I would have loved to have Rodgers six point passing touchdown, but I'm not. I'm not jumping out early here for really anyone else. I don't think. Jamal, I think Jamal Charles at pick fifteen. We're up in five picks. We can start, I guess, narrowing down a list of guys that we're hoping get to us. Yeah. It's starting to feel like Bell is going to be there. I don't know if Jordy's going to make it back. I feel like we might be looking, you know, Jordy, who just went, Lacey just went. Eddie Lacey like at pick 16. Jordy, Jeffrey, Cooks, Bell, I think, Keenan Allen I'd throw in there. All right, so at this point, I almost feel like we're kind of locked into zero RB. <laughs> yeah, Bell I just went. We Bell, are. I don't like any of them. Bell went at 17. Um My top available looking at this board right now would probably be Doug Martin. Which I don't love. No. I feel like... I feel like... Uh, but 
Sims is going to eat into his carries just as much this year. I don't. I don't feel like thing. that. I don't feel like that's going to happen. I feel like they're going to ride him through this contract and then they're going to cut bait. But there goes Jordy. Jordy Nelson at pick eighteen. We are on deck. Right now, for me, um, Jeffrey Cooks and Allen are the three. I think we got to decide between in my book. I think it's got to be Jeffrey. I'm with you. We've already taken him and taken him, and I think it, I think one of the two MFLs we did. Although I will say this, I'm all about Mike Evans this year. I like Mike Evans too. I just I have Alshon higher. He's just done more. He showed me more. He stays healthy. I think he's going to be pretty good this year. Yeah. Are they showing? They're showing last year's stats. I believe so. So Alshon goes at pick nineteen, which just seems to happen to us over and over whenever we yes. talk about getting a guy. Um, so they been stuck at the fifth pick, and Alshon rarely gets back to us, and we always have him targeted. So, for us, I guess right now it's either Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, or Keenan Allen. Um, the the thing that scares me about Allen is it's not PPR. It just takes, out, takes out some of his volume um, and value, I guess we should say. I'm with you on that. Between Cooks and Evans. I don't feel like Allen Robinson can continue the touchdown production from last year. Nah, they've done everything they can to bolster the running attack. The defense is going to be better. They're not going to be slinging it. I don't like Allen Robinson nearly as much this year. To me, it's Cooks or Evans. I think I'm higher on Cooks. Even though do, I we don't go want with, do we go with Marshall as a touchdown threat now that Fitzgerald is back? Just signed about an hour ago. Uh, I think I still like Cooks. I think I like Robinson more than Cooks, though, unfortunately. we got 10 seconds. Let's go. Robinson. We don't have him yet in any league. Do it. I don't like it. I don't love it, but I think it's the right move. Uh, Third-year receiver. Um, I still think, and I know you said Jacksonville's defense is going to be a little better. I still think they're going to have to throw the ball. Um you know, he's got protection, Hearns on the other side of him, Thomas in the middle. I think Robinson still has a nice year, and I don't think that we're going to lose this league because we took Robinson in the second round. I agree with that. I think those guys are all close enough right there in that tier that you you, all, you almost can't go wrong unless you're on the wrong side of the injury, which uh, he's probably one of the more stable out of those guys we've talked about there. And we get a guy whose ADP is 15 right now at pick 20. So, some value there, I guess. I'm with that. I've dogged Cooks in every draft we've done. I don't know why. I felt like it was the pick there, I guess. Listening to more and more people. I, I listen to everyone talk about the Allen Robinson garbage time and how you can't expect what he got last year, but people don't seem to bring that up about Cooks. I've said that to you numerous times. A lot of those, I mean, he scored on like the last play of meaningless touchdown against Philadelphia, and it just seemed like that happened over and over and over again. And I don't think that the fifty-yard touchdowns he scored are repeatable. All right, so McCoy goes at twenty-one. 
running backs are flying off the board here. This is not good for us. No, we're going to be in trouble with the running back spot. The only thing is some of these guys that are picking down in front of us already have running backs, so maybe we get a Doug Martin in round three. Uh, Brandon Marshall, pick 22. It's a good pick. I, I like Fitzgerald coming back to town. Definitely ticks him up. Um, I like Marshall. My thing, though, I don't want to reach for a running back. I want to take the best available. If there's better receivers sitting there and we go three receivers out the gate, I feel like you have to. Even if it's just for a trade later in the year, I think you you got to take the best available. If it's a receiver and you already have two, I think you just got to stay on that train. So what is this? Is this one flex? Receiver flex. Five bench spots, 14 round draft tonight. Alright, so waiting on uh, pick 23 here. Shane Stein has now joined us in studio. It's good to be here, Matt. We figured. Taking away from the board room. Good to be joining you, fellas. Uh, where do we stand? So, Shane, if I told you Ezekiel Elliott went number two in a standard league, what would you say? Ezekiel Elliott went what, sir? Two. <laughs> Overall, number not two. second round. I think that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Ken Newton goes at pick 23. So, Shane, just to catch you up, we took Julio Jones at pick five. I know you love that. Absolutely. And we went back with Allen Robinson in the second round. Obviously, big Julio fan here. Running backs are flying off the board. Mark Ingram at pick 24. Dude, we're going to have to take Doug Martin. I don't believe in it. If any of the receivers you targeted at 20 are still sitting there, I'll... In the third round, I think you take him. And the Doug Martin's gone, so that discussion's over. This guy goes Ingram and Martin back-to-back in the second turn. Doug Martin at pick 25. All right. So now I'm hoping Mike Evans <laughs> lasts. A- Evans, Cooks, or Allen. Slam dunk pick here to me. Maybe Demarius Thomas. But I think we're kind of... Uh, pegged into taking three receivers here to start to start off. I don't think that's anything that uh, I would be opposed to. I don't know about you, Ed. I think you have to. Uh, I can't get behind taking a, a second-rate running back just to get a running back. I'm not worried about filling out the roster. I'm all about taking the best available. Like I said, even if it's just to make a trade later down the road, I mean, if we have four startable receivers, someone's going to be thin. Yeah, so at this point, I guess, since we're kind of locked into zero RB, we're looking here, receiver in round three, maybe a quarterback in four, and maybe if there's still a top tight end available in round five, and then we start to just pick running back after running back after running back and just get a lot of those. I hope to strike lightning. I mean, yeah, Jumping back to touching on what you said, Ed, I, I don't think it's a secret that, that you're not a big fan of uh, a lot of depth on the roster. Um, <laughs> if, we, if we go that route with a bunch of receivers, definitely be looking to make a move at some point. Uh, 
no one wins by having the uh, most depth on their bench. Absolutely. You, you don't win by sitting a guy that's that could be starting for another team. You dangle him out there and try to get something for it, I think. If you have someone on your bench that can help someone else, and then, then you make moves. Mike Evans at 26, Thomas Rawls at 27, and we are on deck again. So we're sitting Cooks or Allen, I think. C.J. Anderson at 28, and now we're back to Cooks, Allen, or Demarius Thomas, in my opinion. I mean, out of the best available, we got Cooks and Allen, you got Amari, Hilton, Demarius, and then Cobb and Benjamin, looks like. Um, out of that list, I'm not a big T.Y. Hilton fan. Negative. Uh, so what do we have I, in terms of bye weeks so far? Cooks or Allen. All right, so um, Cooks and Robinson have the same bye week. We might want to avoid that. Allen and Jones have the same bye week, and Demarius Thomas has the same bye week as Allen and Jones, so maybe we don't care about bye weeks now. Um, you can't. upon one week. I'm Cooks or Allen. That's where I'm at. Um, I think I'm going to vote Cooks. This one's a toss-up for me. Uh, I told you I, I would let you guys do the draft, and obviously I'm a big fan of Keenan Allen, but uh, I also like Cooks. Cooks it is. All right, so we get Cooks at pick 29. Um, three receivers that we like, I think, pretty highly. So I'm, I'm glad. We let this show off talking about how we weren't supporters of zero RBs, and here we sit. Well, I'm glad we went Robinson in pick two um, and didn't go Cooks because Robinson wouldn't have made it back to us in pick three. So um, I'm glad we went that route. That at least makes me feel good. DeMarco Murray at pick 30. Do running backs get a bonus for, is there car- Is it point per carry? <laughs> Did we forget something? Andrew, I'm not sure what's happening right now. Andrew Luck at pick 31. You gotta feel like just looking at the going over the scoring they sent out today. Uh, the quarterbacks are obviously going to be pretty worth a little bit more in this league. Um, Want to make sure you get one. I feel like. I mean, I don't know. If that's the route that we're going to be going. How many are off the board so far? Uh, it's just Rod- Rogers went to pick um, fourteen. Newton shortly after, and then Luck just went. So Latavius Murray at pick thirty-two. Doug Baldwin at pick thirty-three. I can't get behind that Baldwin pick at 33 with some of the receivers that are currently still on the board. Yeah, guy. Uh, Allen, Cooper, DT, Cobb. Even Hilton Walk- I like better than Baldwin. Hawkins. I love Hawkins, too. Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin. That's a reach. That's a reach, sir. Russell Wilson off the board. He also might have the worst team name in the league. He-Man Dynasty Vegas Drive Home Suck. Um, I'm not sure what that means. Um, he just took Russell Wilson at pick 34. So. so four quarterbacks off the board now. This is uh, this is interesting. This is not how I expected this draft to go at all. That, that was the one thing I was interested in seeing is how the the quarterbacks were going to be valued in this draft. Uh, the six points per touchdown pass is obviously we usually play four. Yeah. Um, six is a little bit different of a ball game. I mean, 
obviously quarterbacks are usually the high scorers anyway, but going to be even more so, I feel like, <laughs> with, the, with the six points. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, his touchdown numbers are going to be there. They don't have a guy that's going to punch it in on the goal line. Carlos Hyde to pick 35. More running backs just decimating what we have to pick from. There's always going to be running backs out there, fellas. Yeah, always. It's, the, it's a long game. It's a long game. You can't, you can't expect to win with the team you draft. I'm going to be... More of a, a sideline cheerleader here, but I have to ask, just because of the one name on the board here, how late are we going to wait until Tom Brady's on our squad? Obviously, I'm a huge Brady fan. I went a different direction than I thought you were going. I could have sworn it was going to be a Drew Brees at home conversation. <laughs> Forte at pick 36, and Stewart at pick 37 on the elbow there, so more running backs gone. Going back to Brady, um, I listened to a 10-team mock the other day, and Brady went in the 10th round. He's way down there. I'm here in eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. So just about when you got him last year, I'd say. Brings me to another point. Is Jimmy Garoppolo a startable quarterback with that offense? I don't think so. I don't either. <clears throat> There's too many guys. Way too many quarterbacks, I think, to... Uh, I only I only asked the question. I mean, obviously he's going to start the first four games, and the Patriots aren't a team that really likes to run the ball. <laughs> I mean, the last four or five years they've shown they're not a team unless they're playing the Colts. Yeah, that they, they they're definitely gonna there's going to be passing opportunities there. I mean, we haven't seen enough from Garoppolo, obviously, but with the weapons he has, he's got to do something, right? He's got. Yeah. I'm just wondering if he's serviceable for someone. I, I'm not sure in a 12-team league. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think there's 24 good quarterbacks out there that you don't necessarily have to go that route. Randall Cobb at pick 38. Um, top running back for me right now is Deion Lewis out there. Got guys like Jeremy Hill, Ryan Matthews, Matt Jones, Deion Lewis, Melvin Gordon, Frank Gore, and Amir Abdullah seem to be the top seven or so out there. Um, it's slim pickings. It's looking bleak. Keenan Allen goes to pick 39. That is an absolute steal. That, that could be, uh, I was going to say, even after we didn't draft him, no matter where he goes here, I feel like someone's getting a, a lot of value for a guy that, that's capable of always putting up 100 catches. Yeah. This is not a PPR league, though, correct? Correct. So, I mean, his value does drop a little bit there. That's the thing that scares me about Lewis. I don't know how I feel about him being a guy that's going to punch it in. I think that's not his role. Yeah, Touchdown. but who, who is the guy? I mean, they used him a little bit in the goal line last year. I mean, LeGarrette Blount coming off hip surgery. T.Y. Hilton to pick 40. Tons of value right now at wide receivers. I know we wouldn't be able to start him, but Demarius Thomas, I feel like we'd... Uh, uh, how is he still available? I 
I think it's the, the Mark Sanchez thing scaring people off. Um, Demarius still had a pretty solid year last year. He was a little bit down from his standards that he set, but still a very good player. I think it's it's got to be the Mark Sanchez factor. You don't know what you're going to get there. Yeah. Um, it's going to drop him and Emmanuel's value a little bit. We are the only team in the league without a running back right now. But look at the amount of teams that have two already. Yeah. I don't think I don't feel like we need to reach for one right here. One guy um, has Le'Veon Bell, Rob Gronkowski, and Latavius Murray. I don't love Murray that much, um, and you know Gronk not having Brady the first four weeks—that's a little bit of a concern, I think. And Bell, obviously, you don't know what's going to happen there, but that—that's a risky first three picks, in my opinion. Especially with some of the guys that we're seeing come off the board now. Kelvin Benjamin just went at forty-one to that same team. Okay, so still. he gets his first receiver. That's still risk, though. Yeah. Deion Lewis at pick 42. Where are we at, Ed? We are up. Mari Cooper goes at 43. All right, so get off the receivers. We can't take one here. Um, what do you guys feel about Jordan Reed right now? Can't do it. Touchdown league. Do you think he'll be there in round five? Well, well, who's our quarterbacks? Still got Breeze, Big Ben. Um, I kind of like Ben here. I like Ben here, too. A lot. I'm not going to be the tiebreaker if you guys both <laughs> like it. I mean, <laughs> Well, there's no tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get our quarterback. We're both high on Ben. I think all three of us are high on Ben this year. Lock it in. All right, so we take Roethlisberger at pick 44. So what do you guys make of the uh, the Josh Gordon news while we have some downtime here? Uh, I didn't think the guy was ever going to make it back. Uh, so he still so, hasn't. He still hasn't officially made it back. I, I, I get that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, got some encouraging news though. I mean, obviously the guy was a great player. Um, a lot of talent there. You'd like to see him get back on the field. Um, can't seem to get out of his own way. But I'm excited. I hope he gets back there. Tamarius Thomas goes to pick 45. Question for you guys on the Browns' passing attack. Um, I think everybody kind of still likes Gary Barnage. Probably still considered a startable tight end. Um, people were high on Corey Coleman, and now people are getting excited about Josh Gordon. Do you think Robert Griffin III can keep three passing options fantasy relevant for a whole season? It's tough. I, I, I took him. I think I took him late in MFL 10, but that league, you don't have to worry about choosing your starting lineup. You're looking for guys that can spark off one or two good games and it takes your best, it's best ball format. So um, that's why I leaned on it because it seems like the team's starting to get together. I, I don't like Barnage. I'll have no parts of Barnage this year. Like a guy said on the radio, I just was nodding my head while riding along today because he said, if you draft Barnage this year and he has a good season, good for you. But I'm not doing it. Yeah. Sammy Watkins went to pick 46, by the way. So here we are. Last two picks of round four. Yeah, to answer your question, I mean, 
he's proven that he's capable of doing it. Um, I don't know there was three in Washington, but he kept a bunch of guys happy there in his rookie season. Um, we just haven't seen it from him lately. Uh, can he stay healthy? Is the running game still a part of part of what he does? Um, I know Washington kind of wanted to get him away from that. Yeah, I can't see that still being a part of his game. Jarvis Landry, pick 47. I mean, obviously the guy had all the talent in the world, but uh, I just don't see him being able to be the, the kind of quarterback that you need to be the consistent consistency-wise uh, to be able to just do it week in, week out. All right, so we're here at the round four, round five elbow. Uh, Ed, can you go to best available? <clears throat> so Michael Floyd, John Brown, that uh, Arizona passing that attack. Best available. Okay, I guess it is. Yeah, it is. Um, Floyd, John Brown, Golden Tate, Jeremy Hill, Ryan Matthews, Jordan Reed, and Drew Brees. I'm going to still stick to my guns here that if Jordan Reed gets us and pick at round five, I think we go that route. I think he's probably the best bet of the tight ends to catch touchdowns. He's clearly their best red zone threat, and it's not close. I think he might even, this is blasphemy to say, he's close to Gronk. I mean, he's close. I mean, no one's Gronk as far as physicalness, but just athleticism Athleticism at the tight end position, I think that he's almost like a wide receiver. It's, yeah. a, it's almost like a wide receiver out there, which is such a bonus that, that your tight end gets that many targets, especially red zone targets. Um, Reed's certainly, certainly worth a mid, mid-round pick here. Golden Tate at pick 48 to end round four, and here we are starting round five. Eddie, can you get on board Reed in the fifth? Starting to. I think if Reed or Olsen makes it back to us, that's where we go. Macklin at pick 49. I, I still can't. We can't take another receiver, and I'm not jumping on any of these running backs. So. No. I'm all for Reed or Olsen. Josh Gordon jo- at pick Gordon. 50. Wow. So that is, <laughs> that's where some people feel about <laughs> him right now. Um, Yikes. Now, I guess if he was targeting Josh Gordon, he's a guy that he likes here in the second pick of round five, there's a chance that he doesn't get back to him, so that makes sense, I guess. Same guy that took Elliott, too, so that's what we're working with there. There goes Jordan Reed at pick 51. As long as Olsen doesn't go here, that's our pick, it looks like. If he does go, what are we thinking? He Olsen just went. just went, Son of- and we're back oh. into the think tank. <laughs> All right. Always. So, what do we have at tight end? Delaney Walker. Man, I love Fleener. I don't. I mean, my question is, do you think that Fleener is a fifth-round value guy? I mean, I'm not even opposed. Who are the other best available players? I don't think Fleener's getting back to us in round six, and I would like to get a tight end that I'm excited about. I think I like Ladarius Green more than I like Fleener. I'm with you on a tight end here. We're not getting a good running back, so we just got to tank it. 
if you can get a good tight end that you like, I think you have to. But for me, it's Walker or Green. I'm not in on Fleener. Guy hasn't done anything for me. I'm not going to buy into it just because he's in the Saints offense and Jimmy Graham was really good there three years ago. I'm we've not seen, doing it. We've seen Fleener have good games. I, I, I like Fleener. I don't know. Stein, where do you stand? Breeze, Breeze loves the tight end. Um, especially at home. If it were me, I, I would not go tight end here, but I'm not going to... I already told you guys, I'm not going to talk you guys out of anything. You guys... I'm here for emotional support. Ed, you got to make a pick. I don't want to do Fleener. Can we agree on Walker? Sure. Hurry up. All right, so Delaney Walker, pick 53. I'm not thrilled, but um, it's fine. Who's their touchdown maker? If they have to throw it. Doriel Green Beckham and Derrick Henry. (laughs) I rest my case. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Walker was good last year. I just he's a guy that kind of broke out last year, and that's what scares me about him. Well, at least he broke out last year. I haven't seen it out of Fleener. Fair enough. Emmanuel he Sanders. Played, he played with his college quarterback and still couldn't get it going. That's because Pep Hamilton, the coordinator, was the yeah. Don't don't. We're not going there. I'm not. I'm not in on it. If if Fleener's not in New Orleans, we're not even talking about. <coughs> Isn't that part of it though? It is part of it, but what what part of it is Jimmy Graham's? New Orleans run. How'd you it's feel more that than it is how, Fleener. How'd you feel about Ben Watson last year? I thought he was pretty good. Alright. Um, Matt Jones at pick 55. And Julian Edelman at pick 56. Can you answer my question? Ben Watson was good last year. Edelman was still on the board and we didn't take him. Shane. Edelman may not play the first six weeks. He's going to be just fine. Okay. There is another Shane Stein guarantee. He's going to be just fine. He's on the pup list right now. That's fine. Okay. So is half the league, though. And this is not a PPR league, either. Valid points. Thirty catches for sixty yards isn't getting us much in this league. <laughs> it's getting us six points. <laughs> All right, so let's start looking at running backs. Let's start drooling over this crop that's available. Oh God, Duke Johnson is out there. It's not PPR. Ah. Got two big Duke Johnson fans here. Tell you who I like here, Amir Abdullah. <laughs> I think he's going to end up being maybe our guy. Jeremy Hill goes to pick 57. This is miserable. Not having as much fun as I thought I would have doing this. Gotta be honest. Why? Because Jeremy Langford just wanted to pick 58. People are just picking running backs to troll us, I'm pretty sure, at this point. When do we just take D'Angelo Williams to try and survive the first four weeks? I was just going to say to you guys, I mean, D'Angelo Williams isn't, isn't that bad of a pick at some point here. No. Um, going to be a starter for four weeks. 
Not set to stone yet, though. Yeah, but if he's not, we're right back where we were, so it's like... Uh, I mean, if you get a starter, though, like, even Ryan Matthews. Sell's not the healthiest of running backs. I agree. What are your thoughts on Matthews? I like Matthews to an extent, um, but another guy that comes with so many question marks. We're not drafting a running back that doesn't have question marks where we're at right now. Yeah. That's we're just true. looking for the least amount of question marks. Yeah, but I mean, there's guys that I think can stay, that we know can stay healthy for 16 games at least. Where? I think um, Jay Ajayi, um, Frank Gore. <laughs> Struggle to even say that. Um, I want to know what you guys have against Frank Gore. I told him the other day I like him. He was an RB2, man. An RB2. Giovanni Bernard at pick 59. This is getting ridiculous. Gore's fine, I guess. I mean... Yeah, it's gonna. We're gonna end up getting Frank Gore, and I'm gonna hate every bit of it. But okay. Interesting with some of these receivers on the board that that guy went Jeremy Hill at pick fifty seven for his flex spot. Can't see the bottom there. Yeah, there's two teams that have three running backs already and one receiver. Man, this sucks. You're gonna be working. The, you're gonna be working the waiver wire hard. You're working the trade wire hard. I think we'll be just fine. I think we're. I think we're fine right now. I like Devontae Parker too. Yeah. He's getting a lot of. A lot of serious comps with like a, he's like six three two fifteen and ran like a four four five, uh, comparable to some of the big number ones you've seen in the league. Carson uh, Palmer, very Carson, similar to the size and speed of Josh Gordon. Carson Palmer goes at pick sixty. Um, a name that I just saw pop up on the best available here, Eric Decker. We talked about Marshall getting an uptick because of Fitzpatrick signing. I think Decker has to get one too. Another big touchdown guy. Absolutely. I don't know how many times we talked about it last year, how he just did it week in, week out. I mean, consistency. Those two guys were incredible last year. I mean, Decker either gets you the six, seven catches for 70 yards, or he seemed to get in the end zone every week last year. Um, Seems to have a good rapport with Fitzpatrick. Those two guys had to be be clamoring uh, to make that signing happen. Oh, absolutely. Picks are starting to slow down here now. Chris Ivory off the board? Chris Ivory at pick 61. I, I hate that. Just not a big fan of that pick. I think it's the guy at the bottom. I can't see his team for whatever reason.
Sorry to hear that, Ed. Can you? No. What? Here, let me take the mouse. He's got Carson Palmer, Matt Forte, Jonathan Stewart, Des Bryant, AJ Green, and Chris Ivory. Poop stains. <laughs> so that's what happens when you go zero RB, but only draft two wide receivers and a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Switch that back on. How you did it? Tyler Lockett at pick 62. It's close to tugging at Cause's heartstrings Man. over here. You're not going to find the guy that likes Tyler Lockett more than me, but that that's a reach as well. This is getting insane. Seeing some, some poor decisions being thrown around here. Eric Decker finally goes at pick 63. I cannot believe Michael Floyd is still out there. I like Floyd and John Burton. <laughs> Or Shane likes to call him John Gooseg Brown. <laughs> I think he had two goose eggs last year and got vilified by Shane <laughs> for that. Just not a player that I that I can really get behind. He's got uh, a little bit of Deshaun Jackson in him. He does. I mean, obviously a big play threat can win you a week. But uh just not what I'm looking for out of my wide receiver spot. Alan Hearns. At pick 64. And there it is. Tom Brady at pick 65. Off the board. Good value, Shane? I think it's great value. Especially <laughs> in a six point for touchdown pass league. Um, all you gotta do is get past the first four weeks. Maybe win one or two games and stay in the hunt. And Brady turns into a top three quarterback right away. Jordan Matthews at pick 66. Um, we're we gotta start here. fucking running backs here. So we're not down on the, the buzzer. D'Angelo Williams there. there. He is a pick 67. Um, so to me, it's Matthews, Gore, or Jai. I think we probably go Frank Gore here. And I'm okay with it. I think we'll probably spend our next four picks on running backs. So um, I like Gore here. Just debating which one's more likely to be there, Matthews or Gore, when it comes back to us. Um, I don't think either of them are getting back to us, so I think we take the one that's best right now, and I think that's Gore. I'm with you. We got a running back. All right, so our team through six rounds. Um, ben Roethlisberger, quarterback. Frank Gore's our running back. Wide receivers, Julio Jones, Allen Robinson, and Brandon Cooks, and Delaney Walker is our tight end. Drew Brees goes at pick 69. I like this team. I'm okay, I'm okay with it so far. I think Matthews gets back to us here. I'll be honest, this kind of looks like a team I would draft. Um, <laughs> be good at the quarterback spot, be good at receiver, and then kind of figure out figure a way out the rest of the way at running back. Um, it's the way we're trending right now in, in fantasy football. Just, just kind of the way I like to do things. I mean, running back position is so hit or miss. I, mean, I like to just kind of pick up whoever's hot at the time. Always seems to be one or two guys that you can go week to week and 
and find somebody that's that's going to get a start. Larry Fitzgerald to pick 70 is our first Arizona Cardinal receiver off the board. Melvin Gordon follows at pick 71. Um, I think we've probably talked about this, but just rehash for me. Uh, Fitzgerald, Floyd, Brown, go ahead and rank them. Um, I'll go Fitzgerald, Floyd, Brown in that order. I'd go Fitzgerald, Brown, Floyd. I don't like Floyd. I'd go Floyd, Fitzgerald, Brown. So, uh, I think Michael Floyd's good. Just think he needs to stay healthy. Uh, Matthews didn't get back to us. Ryan Matthews ends round six. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping Amir Abdul gets back to us, but... I understand the interest in Ajayi. Eli Manning goes at pick 73, first pick around seven. The other guy to look at here, I mean, I know Woodhead's frustrating to own, and it's not PPR, which isn't his format, but he gets some goal line touches too. So it's a guy I don't want to forget about. The thing that's surprising about him is he gets a lot of red, zo- red zone targets. Yeah. I mean, goal line targets. Kobe Fleener goes pick 74. That's absolutely one of the best values so far <laughs> in the draft. Cause is never going to let you down. Let that let that go about the Delaney Walker. He's going to have a ten touchdown season, Fleener. Mark it right here. What about uh, Rashad Jennings? And no one loves him, but we're in the position we're in here. He looked good at the end of the year last year when he was finally healthy. I think he'll be there in round eight. I don't think we need to spend this pick. Uh, on yeah, him. I'm not saying we got to stretch for him now. I was asking for your opinion <laughs> on him at the. As owning him at some point. He's a starter right now, but I think if you get him, you got to get Paul Perkins right behind him. I have Paul Perkins at just about every NFL 10. I own zero Rashad Jennings. Well, wouldn't wouldn't be a good podcast without me bringing up a trivia question for you guys to kill some time. (laughs) Um, I'll start you off easy here. There have been eight instances in the NFL where a quarterback has thrown for 5,000 yards in a season. Is done by five guys. Can you name all five? Drew Brees. Drew Brees has done it four times. All the other guys have done it once. Are these actives? Ever. Ever. Good, Ed. Michael Floyd to pick 75. Great pick. Another great back-to-back great values at 74 and 75 with Fleener and Floyd. Did Ben get the 5,000 the other year? Yeah. Yeah, ben. ben did not get to 5,000. He's not on the list. Oh, wow. He had to be really close. Uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning did it once, uh, 2013 in his year. Uh, he actually holds the record by one yard. All right, Jay Ajayi just went. We're up in round seven here. Um, I'm going to vote for Amir Abdullah. Everyone loved him last year. Had some injuries. Um I think just the way the Lions are trending this year, he's going to have to be a big part of their offense. Yeah, I think they're going to be more of a running team this year. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so we get Abdullah as our RB2. Um, Matching bye weeks. Solid. Awesome. Good. Neither of those guys will be starting for us in week 10, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big bye week guy anyway I mean, no. I'm not a big I don't really look into that that much when I'm making my team no alright so we have Manning and Breeze um, I guess you gotta say Tom Brady Tom Brady did it once in 2011 
<clears throat> got two other names out here. Philip Rivers. Phil Rivers is not. He never no. did. Never threw for five thousand. Five thousand yards. Aaron Rodgers has to be a guess. Rodgers has not thrown for five thousand. Wow. Dan Marino. Dan Marino was the first to do it back in '84. Uh, All right, he was the first one. So now we got a now we got a realm to work with here. So we got <laughs> Marino. So there's one Manning, left. Manning, Brady, and, and Breeze. There's one name left. I'm guessing this is the reason why you asked us the trivia question. That was partly just. The Drew Brees talk, and then, uh, but yeah, this is kind of the, the one that is an outlier that most people would not think of when you pose this question. John Brown goes at pick 78, and Ladarius Green at pick 79. That's good value, too, getting Green there. I like Green this year, just not as much as Fleener. Um, all right, 5,000 yards. Season. Arian Foster off the board. That's miserable. Pick 80. God, that is terrible. 5,000 yards. Also brought up, I mean, this is a pass-happy league now. Um, i got to figure there's going to be more quarterbacks joining this list if probably this year. <laughs> Travis Kelsey at pick 81. Here comes the tight end run with Green, Fleener, and Kelsey all going within eight picks of each other. <clears throat> Alright, um Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon is uh not on the list, he's no. not over five thousand. Alright. <laughs> Assuming you're talking about his MVP season yeah, of O yeah, two. Yeah, might be, I thought it might be a good guess. That would certainly be an outlier, they, right? They, they would. <laughs> they, they did air it out in O two. Alright. Can we ask if this quarterback's active or not? This quarterback is active. Okay. Ed looks confused. <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> Tannehill did not throw for 5,000. Man, I thought I had that one. <laughs> TJ Yeldon, um, pick 82. Love that pick. Getting some good, Getting some good value here in round 7. Some guys are doing some nice things. Eddie was going to Google it, and then he realized that <laughs> we were screen sharing with him. I was so. just going to Google active quarterbacks because I'm struggling to think. It's not hmm. Eli. Yeah, he did it last year. Did he? Yeah. It is not Eli. Oh. <laughs> Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford threw for 5,000 in 2011, was the comeback player of the year that year. Um, forget how much the lines used to just air it out. I think Calvin had 2,000 of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, used to just air, yeah, no, air the ball came, out. The question came right after the Detroit Lions talk. <laughs> yeah. Once I, I just looked at Abdullah and I was like, oh, yeah. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Drew Brees, four times, though. That's, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, man, he's so good at home. <laughs> he is just a great home primetime quarterback. Prime time. <laughs> You know who else I like? Kirk Cousins is a winner. 
I'm a Cousins fan. He's a gamer. He is. I can, I can really hang my hat on him. Martellus <laughs> Bennett, pick 83. Oh. That's... I don't understand that. I mean, Shane, you're the highest on Bennett here, but that, that seems like a reach. Yeah, obviously, I'm... Uh... We talked a lot in the offseason about the Patriots' two tight end system and whether or not Bennett's going to fit that mold. And I think we, we've talked to it enough about how Martellus Bennett is not Aaron Hernandez. Um, <laughs> Nobody is. <laughs> Nobody is. Nobody um, is a cold-blooded murderer <laughs> that we know of. I think from a football standpoint, he, he's not either. Um, does not have the, the skill set and athleticism that, that Hernandez had. So I, I just... <laughs> Go ahead. At the round eight term, he's officially come off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I I'm not really buying in for a huge year for Ben. And I I still think he's productive though, and I think he is right on the the borderline of being a startable tight end. Man, things have really come to a halt here in this draft. Looking for their last pick around seven. Here, I guess now we can start to look at wide receivers again. Um, now that we're getting into our bench picks, Devontae Parker, if he's there, I would like to jump on that. To me, I like Parker, I like Sterling Shepard a lot. Deshaun Jackson goes at pick 84. You can have him, my man. You can have him. Parker's the guy that could break out and do what Allen Robinson did last year. Yeah, I think that's what we got to be looking for at this point with the receiving core that we have. Yeah, because we could... I think you're looking for someone that's just going to... If he breaks out, we can easily flip Jones, Robinson, or Cooks for some running backs if that's the route we have to go. Yeah, for sure. I also feel like I'm not a huge fan of spending a high pick on a second quarterback, but we do have to get an insurance policy for Ben. Yeah. I'm not saying it needs to be soon, but I think we need to make no, sure make sure we get, make sure we get a Kirk Cousins or someone to back him up. We're we're gonna need a gamer. <laughs> All right, we've done enough ragging on Shane and the guys that he loves. <laughs> Shane, keep the trivia coming if you can. I, I do have some more, buddy. All right, let's do um, it. We're, I'll go with another one. Jason Witten at pick 85. <laughs> I feel like that's a reach, but... Yeah. I feel like Witten's someone you could... I'd be more willing to draft him my last couple rounds. All right, I will go with another one here. Can you name me... the three youngest quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl? Ben Roethlisberger is the youngest, 23 years old, when they beat Seattle. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the third youngest. He was 25 when they slashed Denver in MetLife. Broncos D off the board at pick 86. Eli Manning has to be extremely close to that 25-year mark. Um, they won it in 07. He got drafted in 04. So, right, 04? 
So yeah, probably a good guess. It's not Eli Manning. Okay. Michael Crabtree, pick eighty-seven. Shane, you love that. I love Crabtree. Uh, <laughs> big fan. I don't. I wouldn't draft him for our team the way this is set up. No. Um, he's a steady guy. I think he's more of a, a dependable fill-in guy. Blake Bortles at eighty-eight. Brutal. Um, all right, youngest guys to win the Super Bowl. Stephon Diggs at pick eighty-nine. <clears throat> what about Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco is not in the top three. Okay. I feel like this has to be a fairly recent... What about Thomas Brady? Thomas Brady is the second youngest. Uh, 24 years old when they won that first Super Bowl. <laughs> best uh, year of your life. One of, the be- one of the best years of my life, yes. <laughs> uh, great postseason that year. <laughs> Alright, we're getting close here. I'm holding out for Parker. I think that's a steal. Avon Austin at pick 90. I feel like this this draft has kind of just gone haywire here the last. <laughs> some bad names being drafted here. We got a defense going <laughs> in round eight. It started with the whirlwind. <laughs> yeah, we were playing the intro music when Ezekiel Elliott went, and me and Eddie almost choked <laughs> when he went second. Good for you, though, man. If you're an Ezekiel Elliott believer... And you're not willing to, I mean, you're not afraid to step out on that limb. You know, good for you. I'm, I like seeing people go with what they want to do rather than what they're being told to do. So I can appreciate that. He's probably a Cowboys fan, but, or an Ohio State fan, but. Yeah, did you see the, the news on Elliot today? Well, uh, accused of uh, assault. Yes. I know he got accused. I didn't know what came of it. I mean, no charges or anything. Uh, Panthers DST just goes, and now we're up. Parker, Devontae Parker in round eight. Championship! Yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty good value there in round eight. <clears throat> I would think Parker would be more of a, a round six guy, yeah. somewhere around that area. Um, I like him better than all the receivers that just went before him. Stephon Diggs. Deshaun Jackson, Tavon Austin, Michael Crabtree, and I like him better than the guy that just went, Kevin White, right after us. Phil Rivers goes at pick 94. Um, now I think we're probably back to looking at our... I don't feel like we have to draft another receiver with those four guys. I feel like our last uh, six picks here should probably be... Quarterback, three running backs, kicker DST. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I, think, I think we have to have five running backs. I mean, this is this is a pretty thin bench. The league only five guys on the bench. Um, so I feel like with our running back situation, we have to lean that way. Um, with our reserve rounds here.
rostering four running backs. Justin Forsett at pick 95. Um, let's talk Baltimore backfield. Ed, I think you probably like Kenneth Dixon the best out of Forsett, Buck Allen, and Kenneth Dixon. Um, you want to shed some light on where, where you're looking in Baltimore? I do like Kenneth Dixon, I think. Um, probably around their bye I'm not sure when their bye week is, but I feel like around then he's probably going to start winning that job over. I think he's going to get touches out the gate. I think he's the most talented. Um, who knows if Forsett's going to stay healthy again. He's got a lot of mileage on his wheels. Um, I, I like Dixon to run the job. He might be waiting. It's a guy you're going to have to stay patient for. You might have to bury him on your bench for a little bit, but I think by the end of the season the weight will pay off when he starts getting the touches there. So you think he could have a David Johnson type impact on a on a fantasy team? Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be all that, but I think if if you're in a spot like we are where you went zero RBs and you're sitting with guys you're not too confident in as your starters, I think stashing a guy like him on the bench and waiting for him to break out and crack your starting lineup, I think is a good bet. Shane, any thoughts on the uh, Baltimore running back situation as Julius Thomas comes off the board at pick 96 to end round 8? I think I'd stay away from the whole backfield if, <laughs> if I were if I'm drafting my team. Um, I don't think I'm really confident in any three of the guys. I mean, the four-set injury is, is obviously concerning. What, what's he going to bring to the table? Um, that being said, I think I think he's the guy if he was healthy. But it's just you're not sure if he's healthy or not. Um, Buck Allen did a nice job filling in last year at the end of the season, but I, don't know, I think I, I think I'd steer clear just as much as I would of the Cincinnati backfield at this point. Dante Moncrief at pick ninety-seven to start round nine. Um, yeah, the Cincinnati backfield is one that I'm just avoiding. If either one of those guys has a great year, like Eddie said earlier with Barnage. And good for you. Glad you got it. But I'm not playing that game this year. Eifert at pick 98 has a chance to be a good pick there. Especially yeah. in this format. You think of the touchdown potential that he has. <clears throat> um, certainly a guy that can, that can put up 10 touchdowns for you in a season. Yeah. Uh, at the tight end spot. situation I almost feel like it has to be Duke Johnson here um, we saw the impact that a running potential running quarterback had on the Bills backfield last year as they were they were the top running game in the league um, and I feel like you know even though RG3 may not be as mobile as he was I think he could have <clears throat> that impact on Duke Johnson Not thrilled about any of the names I'm seeing. <laughs> um, I think he has the clearest, the clearest role right now. <clears throat> I do agree with that. I think he's one of the only guys left where you can guarantee touches. To be 
feel like we have to jump the running back now, or do we get a solid yeah, back yeah, quarterback? We have, no, we have to get a running back here. <clears throat> Those are tight ends that you just clicked on. I'm just looking around. <laughs> oh, it's our pick. Yeah. It's are we going Duke? I think we, I have, think we to. have to. Yeah. The only debate was with Rashad Jennings was still there, and he went a pick before us like always. Yep. Seahawks D went 99. Rashad Jennings pick 100, and we take Duke Johnson at 101. Um, just when Eddie briefly clicked on tight ends, a name that I saw, is Jimmy Graham going to get drafted in this draft? <laughs> I feel like he should. <clears throat> yeah, um, absolutely should. Potential to be a top four tight end, top five, yeah. somewhere around that rare area. Um, certainly, if he can return to any kind of form. Obviously, he looked out of place last year at the beginning of the year with Seattle. Um, not sure they really knew how to use him yet, but with a whole with another year in the book, another off season here, got to figure that he's going to be a little better. Is he coming off an ACL? I don't think it was an ACL. It was. Uh... But he broke his leg. Did he break his leg? It's his knee. There was definitely some ligament damage. Not sure if it was the ACM, ACL, the MCL, or the... I think it was everything. Oh. He just shredded the whole thing. I think so. So, maybe he's not ready to start the year. Are we taking a backup tight end? No. Are we sure Jimmy Graham's good? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Bringing this up about so many guys. Uh, Antonio, Antonio Gates at 102. Tevin Coleman at 103. That's that's a nice pick. I like that. Never too early to start getting backup running backs. <clears throat> sure isn't. I've proven that in the past. If Woodhead makes it back to us, I like Woodhead. But I'll... <laughs> I don't know. You, you're looking at Paul Perkins and Kenneth Dixon, and you're just salivating over there. <laughs> I want a guy. Cardinals, Cardinals I, DST. We know, what Woodhead, we know what Woodhead is, and we know what we're getting out of him, but I, we don't with Perkins and Dixon. But they're two guys that I think have legitimate shots to win the job and be breakout guys. I mean, can you ever put Woodhead in your lineup and feel good about rolling into that week? You never know what you're going to get. Whereas if you stash one of these dudes on your bench, you may have to wait for the payoff, like I said with Dixon, but I feel like at some point <laughs> well, it's going to be there. Barnage just went at 105 and Kenneth Dixon at 106. Well, I'll touch on that, Ed. I would never feel good going into the week with, with Danny Woodhead in one of my running back spots. Um, if he's in my flex spot, I'm okay with it. In a PPR. In a PPR. In a PPR league. Um, in a league like this, I mean, you're... I feel like he's more of a fill-in kind of buy player, bye week player at your flex spot. Um, right, and we already have that bye week player, PPR stretch guy in Duke Johnson. So I don't know why we would stash Duke Johnson and Danny Woodhead on the same roster. That's a headache I don't feel like dealing with. And Amir Abdul. Yeah. La- Laquan Treadwell at one hundred and seven. 
You can have him. Yeah. Shepard still is not gone. I know. That's why I was just looking to see. There are still some receivers I like, but I we this team just does we don't need to go there. If Tory Smith ends up on our roster, I'm immediately backing out <laughs> of any financial I like, obligation. I like Tory Smith this year. I think Tory Smith's going to be good this year. I will back out of any obligation I have <laughs> to this team. <laughs> With this shallow bench, this waiver wire is going to be a frenzy. Yeah. Let's start it right now. Let's take some of these running backs that should be out there. <laughs> Let's scratch some lottery tickets. That's what I'm all about, stashing running backs on the bench. All right, we are in the first pick of round 10 here as Danny Woodhead ended round 9. <clears throat> kind of like Jordan Howard, too, Eddie. I don't think I don't think Langford's the guy there. Yeah, hearing a lot about him. I don't know. I don't know which one has the the quickest route to the most touches. Um, well, I think the answer to that is probably Perkins has the shortest route. I think so as well. <clears throat> Jennings hasn't been healthy since God knows when. And I know we don't like to talk a ton about bye weeks, but. I do think that we've eliminated Derrick Henry just by, based on the fact we have two uh, Week 10 buys and a Week 13 for our running back. I eliminated Derrick Henry after he won the Heisman and came out. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you believe in that Heisman thing? No, it's not a Heisman thing. I just think that was the end of him. I can't watch any more Alabama running backs fail in the NFL. We 10 at 109. What do you think about that pick, Ed? What's Marcus Wheaton going to bring to the table this year? I don't know. I'll <laughs> let you know after this weekend when I go to training camp and watch him and Coates run around and see who looks better. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a toss-up. You don't know what they're going to do with Ladarius Green. You don't know how many targets he's going to get a game. Um, I don't know. They, they've spoke so highly of Coates. Now that he knows the playbook, you think he's going to be a big part. We'll see. Uh, he may even overtake Wheaton. Uh, he's bigger. Uh, probably they're both blazing speed, but, I mean, he's a much bigger target, which is what they don't have with Brown on the opposite side. I think that's what they kind of relied on Bryant to be was good speed and good size. And to me, that's more coach than Wheaton. So we'll see what happens through training camp. I think that – I think that job's up for grabs more than people think it is with between those two. Well, that's kind of why I asked you because I, I think it's interesting with Bryant out, um, you would think that Coates would fill in that role a little bit better, um, a little bit taller, a little bigger. Um, Wheaton's got a little bit more experience, so they, they used him a little bit more last year, obviously. Um, I, I feel like Wheaton's more maybe a better conservative play by them. I don't know if that's the right term to use, but... I feel like Coates could be, has the potential to be a home run hitter. Yeah, that's the way I see it too. I think he's the guy that's gonna be taking the top off the coverage and getting down the field. I mean, Brown can certainly do that, but he's also your possession guy. He's the do it all guy, and um, I think that's what they relied on Wheaton to be more of. Just 
the, a solid route runner underneath and move the chains when they need him to. So, I mean, maybe he's better in that role. And I could see him keeping it. I could see Coates taking it from him. I see it going both ways. Uh, Coates in the slot running down the seam is scary. Derek Henry goes to pick 110. Vincent Jackson, 111. So, Eddie, you're going to do the uh, the Red Triangle Sports <laughs> training camp visits uh, first and last stop. I'm on the tour. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh Steelers training camp this weekend. Bus is heading out to Pittsburgh yeah, yeah. this week. And then turn right around and heading back, heading back east. Um, Charles Sims goes pick 112. Um, I'm going to leave the podcast on until our last pick here of round 10, getting at the hour 12 mark. So we're going to wrap this thing up here with our last pick of round 10. Four picks to go till we get there. Um, I'm thinking Paul Perkins is our guy right now. Yes, sir. Yeah, unfortunately, the Eagles only have two open practices, and one of them happens to be this Sunday, and I'm going to the Steelers camp, So, uh, or else I would be going to the Eagles camp just for fun. Uh, Carlos Williams. I will be up in the ne- in the neck of the Bills training camp when I go on vacation next week, so there's a chance I could cruise over to the Bills training camp. A lot of Florida State guys on the roster. Nice. One of them, Carlos Williams, just wanted to pick 113. Thanks for the segue. Um, not often that things work out like that. <laughs> And then pick one fourteen. Pick one fourteen. Jimmy Graham. There he is. So we're on deck here. Last pick of this podcast. Steve Smith Senior goes at one fifteen, and we are going to get our guy here, Paul Perkins. Um, Ed, you got to be happy with that. You've been a big Paul Perkins fan. Yeah, I feel like I own him everywhere. I, I like it. There's nothing but left I can say about it. I, I think he's going to have that job at some point. Um, I think people are scared. Because we saw what the Giants' backfield looked like last year. Uh, maybe who, I'm an idiot because I did in Orleans Dark at one point last year. But <laughs> that just shows what I think of Rashad Jennings. I just feel like everyone's in line to take his job. But last year that backfield was a mess. But I think that um, McAdoo's going to realize that that kind of destroyed them. They need a solid backfield. So I think it's going to be two guys. It's Perkins and Jennings. And eventually I hope that they find out Perkins is better. Well, I hope you're right. Romo goes at 117, and the first kicker off the board at 118, Stephen Goskowski. So with that being said, um, find us on Twitter at Red Triangle 23 Find the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, and hopefully this, this league works out for us. For Shane Stein and Eddie Mitchum, I'm Matt Kozlowski of Red Triangle Sports. Thanks for listening, and good luck in your drafts here in the next the next month or so.